What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, Ruby Rube. Welcome to the Gathering Strength Podcast, where we explore the diverse paths that shape our lives. In this thought-provoking episode, we dive into the intriguing dichotomy between the frustrated philosopher and the happy pig. Have you ever heard that philosophical expression, It is better to be a frustrated philosopher than a satisfied pig. If you have not heard that, well, good, because you're going to learn today. And Warren Buffett, he is the one that said the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you're going to learn today. Now, I'm going to be asking you some questions before we kick off this podcast. Are you living a content life, embracing the simple joys like a happy pig? or yearning for deeper understanding like a frustrated philosopher. Join me as I uncover the profound pursuit of knowledge and critical thinking, exploring the minds of those who challenge the status quo and seek answers to life's most profound questions. Now, I'm going to be connecting this philosophical quote to slavery and perhaps even the matrix What's the connection between the denial of education to slaves in history and the modern concept of frustrated philosophers and happy pigs? We're going to uncover the struggles and triumphs of those who embark on a journey of philosophical exploration and how it can lead to personal growth and empowerment. Now, is it possible to find fulfillment in both paths, balancing contentment with intellectual growth? Discover wisdom and insights from thinkers who inspire us to reflect on the choices we make, the paths we follow, and the meaning we find along the way. You are tuned in to The Gathering Strength, and because you are, hey, get ready to explore the frustrated philosopher and the happy pig. And we're going to unravel the complexities of human existence, and I invite you to reflect on your own journey. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Give me a follow. Give me, give me, give me. And in return, I'm going to be giving you awesome podcast content. Now onward from the introduction and into the nitty gritty. John Stuart Mill, he wrote a book called Utilitarianism. And within that book, he wrote, It is better to be a human being dissatisfied than a pig satisfied. Hmm, interesting. Let's get into it. Now, what does that mean to be a happy pig? I'm glad you asked. Being a happy pig represents a simple and content life. Pigs, in their natural state, enjoy simple pleasures like food, shelter, and social interactions. They don't burden themselves with complex philosophical questions or existential dilemmas. Nah, on the contrary. Instead, they live in the present moment, experiencing happiness through basic needs and instincts. Hey, you know, that doesn't sound too bad of a life. You just get to chill in the mud, eat and slop that somebody else provides for you. Just, you man, just chilling, oinking around, maybe, I don't know, eating some mushrooms. Just chilling. You're a happy pig. Sounds fantastic. Or does it? 
Now that I have identified what the happy pig is in that context, let's talk about what the frustrated philosopher is. Now, a frustrated philosopher signifies a person who seeks deeper meaning and understanding in life. Philosophers often ponder complex questions about existence, morality, and the nature of reality. This pursuit of knowledge can be intellectually stimulating and contribute to personal growth, but it may also come with frustrations and uncertainties. The philosopher may struggle to find definitive answers to their inquiries, leading to a sense of restlessness and dissatisfaction. There was a book that I read by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he has a book titled Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. And as I was reading the book, I felt proud of myself that I was able to understand some of the complex theories, some of the profound exploration insights that humanity has discovered. I was able to, you know, grab Um, wrap my mind around some of those concepts but the ones that I didn't oh man that pissed me off I was frustrated I was like what do you mean there's stuff on the other side that we can't even see like the universe expands so far out and we can only see like past or uh, we can only see a little bit of it We can't even detect what's on the other side. I'm not like, what the hell? I'm getting frustrated just thinking about it right now. You already know the life that I chose. There was a comparison that Neil deGrasse Tyson eloquently wrote in his book. And he said, when it comes to space exploration, it is equivalent to taking a little shot glass, dipping it into the ocean... And saying, hey, all right, we understand what the ocean is based by the contents that is contained in this little shot glass. And you and I both know that you can't fit much of anything into a little shot glass. You're probably going to get some water, maybe a a cigarette butt and some seaweed. There's uh, there's definitely going to be some plankton, maybe a few like single-celled organisms. But there's definitely not going to be a shark in there. There's not going to be a whale. There's not going to be anything cool. Anything badass is not going to fit inside the little shot glass. Now, as it pertains to space, that is how much we know about space. Just enough to fill a little bit of a shot glass. And I'm like, well, what else is out there? Ah, and that's when you start to spin and spiral into that black hole of frustration and dissatisfaction, And you're just like, what the hell? All right, this is too much for me. Anyways, I finished that book and uh, it just added more frustration into my already frustrated philosophical life. Now, because, you know, there's no right or wrong answer between being a happy pig and a frustrated philosopher, it is going to be subjective. Tune in to find out how we can obtain the best of both worlds. 
But for right now, the decision between these two scenarios depends on individual perspectives and values. Some may find it may find fulfillment and happiness in the pursuit of knowledge and understanding, despite the frustrations it brings. They see the journey of philosophical exploration as enriching and worthwhile. Conversely, others may prioritize a simpler and more content existence, finding happiness in the absence of complicated questions and emotional turmoil. For them, living in the present and enjoying life's simpler joys is enough to feel satisfied. Now, in the end, there's no universal better choice. It comes down to personal preference, life goals, and the kind of fulfillment each individual seeks in their own unique journey through life. Some may even find a balance between these two scenarios, incorporating elements of contentment and intellectual pursuit into their lives. And that is going to be my main goal today is, one, to help you find a balance between being a satisfied pig and a frustrated philosopher. Now, this is the part of the podcast where I'm going to encourage you to bust out your shovel, put on some work gloves, your hard hat, and we're going to dig in to this podcast right now. Now, let us, I'm going to simplify the concept. It is better to be a human being dissatisfied than a pig. Now, I already have informed you that the idea is based on philosophy of utilitarianism, particularly the writings of philosopher John Stuart Mill. Now, number one, human beings have higher faculties. Humans have the ability to reason, imagine, and experience complex emotions, setting them apart from animals like pigs. Now, Human beings, we possess intelligence, consciousness, and the capacity for moral reasoning, which enables us to make informed decisions and create meaningful experiences. Humans can learn from history, anticipate consequences of actions, and make decisions based on ethical considerations. Now, because us humans, we have higher faculties, this can lead to greater potential for happiness and fulfillment. Because humans, yep, you and me, we have these higher faculties. They have a greater capacity for achieving profound and lasting happiness. Now, the pursuit of knowledge, personal growth, and meaningful relationships, this can lead to deeper and more sustained happiness. Engaging in activities that challenge and inspire, such as pursuing a passion, achieving a goal, or helping others can result in a profound sense of fulfillment. You know, us humans, we have great power, but unfortunately, man, with great power comes responsibility. And now because there you are with your big brain and your, you know, your goals and your passions, hey, be prepared to be dissatisfied. This is where the frustration comes in. And that's when you become the frustrated philosopher because there you are striving, learning, accumulating, acquiring. But hey, setbacks, inevitable, right? Dis- dissatisfaction is a pathway to progress. Oh, hey, not so bad. We're going to turn it around. I guess you can learn what doesn't work and then avoid doing that. That's part of the learning process. Now, because you are a frustrated philosopher... Your dissatisfaction, 
Well, hey, that's going to motivate you to strive for improvement and seek a better life. Being discontent with the status quo encourages humans to pursue change and prog uh, progress in their lives and society. Now, dissatisfaction with an inefficient process at work may lead to innovative solutions and increased productivity. Now, if you thought that being that satisfied pig was the life of luxury, well, satisfaction in ignorance may lead to miss, missed opportunities. Now, pigs, as content beings, they lack the capacity to recognize and pursue opportunities for growth and improvement. Without the ability to reason and imagine, animals like pigs may not realize what they are missing and remain content with their limited experiences. Hey, but we're not pigs. We're humans, and we have that indomitable spirit. Humans can identify areas for improvement in their lives, like seeking education, developing skills, or building relationships, whereas a pig will not have that awareness. They don't know how to do any of that. The, the pig just wants to develop uh, its, its fornicating skills. He just wants to get the biggest, where he can be the alpha, and next thing you know, he just has all of his groupies that he gets to uh, go and bang after he's all thoroughly covered in mud and, you know, a bunch of slop in his belly. Now, this concept, it suggests that the unique capacities of human beings, including higher faculties and the potential for growth and fulfillment, make it more desirable to be dissatisfied as a human than satisfied as a pig. The pursuit of happiness through knowledge, progress, and meaningful experiences is valued over contentment and ignorance. However, it's essential to consider individual perspectives and cultural context when discussing this concept, as opinions may vary on what constitutes as a better life. Now, as I'm describing the satisfied pig... I'm like, hey, all you got to do is just roll around in mud. You get fed by someone else. And if you happen to be the biggest pig, the alpha, the, the, the alpha in the pig pen, and you get to just go bang all of the other happy, satisfied female pigs, I might have just d described your, your most happiest uh, moment. You're like, man, that's, I, I only wish I could be that satisfied pig. And like I said before, there's no right or wrong answer. This is going to be individual preference, but I am going to try to persuade you to be the frustrated philosopher so that you can shoulder some of the burdens, not only in your own life, but hey, because you are growing intellectually, physically, mentally, spiritually, you're going to be able to help shoulder the burden of other people. But first, let's identify why being a philosopher can lead to frustration, restlessness, and dissatisfaction. Number one is going to be unanswerable questions. Oh, I hate un unanswerable questions, but man, my brain, it's only eight pounds. I'm 40 years old, but I didn't reach a level of maturity until well into my 30s. And as I have traversed through my journey, I have been able to luckily answer some of those seemingly unanswerable questions. But as my intellect develops, my intelligence soars, 
the only thing that I find is more questions to ask. Now, number one is going to be unanswerable questions. It's going to lead to a philosopher being frustrated. Now, philosophers, they often explore profound questions about existence, morality, and the nature of reality. Some of these questions may not have definitive answers, leading to a sense of frustration when seeking certainty or a conclusive resolution. Number two is going to be an endless pursuit of knowledge. Philosophy is a vast field with centuries of accumulated knowledge. Philosophers may feel restless in their pursuit of understanding as there's always more to explore and learn. And they might never feel they have reached a complete understanding of a particular topic. I can relate with that because, man, these these black holes of knowledge and understanding, they are infinite. And meanwhile, the happy pig is just chilling in the mud, eating slop, banging other pigs. Now, there's also conflicting theories that the frustrated philosopher is going to have to grapple with. Now, different philosophers propose various theories and perspectives on fundamental questions. Engaging with conflicting viewpoints can lead to intellectual tension and dissatisfaction when trying to determine which theory is more accurate or more relevant. Challenging assumptions. Philosophers often question widely accepted beliefs and assumptions, which can be unsettling and lead to a sense of restlessness as they confront uncertainty and ambiguity. On top of that, philosophers may experience isolation or difficulty in communicating their complex ideas to others who may not share their interests or understand the value of philosophical inquiry. Now, I can relate to that. Here I am, you know, trying to have a adult conversation. And then the next thing you know, people are wanting to talk about uh, Kim Kardashian or Justin Bieber or the latest episode of, I don't know, name whatever trending show is out right now. And I'm over here trying to talk about black holes. And you're talking about freaking Jerry's. Springer. <laughs> uh, um, I hope I'm able to convey my frustration. I hope you're getting mad listening to this one. Along that journey, lack of practicality. In some cases, philosophical discussions may not have immediate real-world applications, which can cause frustration when seeking tangible outcomes or solutions. Last but not least, limited impact. Philo- philosophical insights may not always lead to immediate changes or improvements in society, which can lead to feelings of dissatisfaction for those seeking to make a tangible difference. Despite these challenges, many philosophers find fulfillment in the pursuit of knowledge, the processes of critical thinking, and the opportunity to contribute to broader intellectual discussions. While the path of a philosopher may be accompanied by frustration and restlessness, it can also offer valuable insights, personal growth, and a deeper understanding of the human experience. Now, can a person be both? I'm going to say yes. Hey, luckily for you, you can have the best of both worlds. A person can be both a happy pig in some aspects of their life and a frustrated philosopher in others. 
Human beings, we are complex and multifaceted individuals capable of experiencing a wide range of emotions and engaging in various pursuits. For example, a person may find happiness and contentment in their personal life, enjoying simple pleasures, strong relationships, and a sense of fulfillment from their day-to-day -day experiences, much like a happy pig. At the same time, the person may have an intellectual side, being curious about philosophical questions, seeking deeper understanding, and experiencing moments of frustration or restlessness while pondering complex ideas and seeking answers to life's more profound questions. In the end, it is essential to recognize that human beings are not limited to just one aspect of existence. They can embrace multiple dimensions of life, combining contentment with philosophical inquiry or any other combination of interests and emotions. Embracing both aspects can enrich a person's life, allowing them to find joy in simple pleasures while also exploring deeper meanings and pursuing personal growth through intellectual endeavors. Now, there is a time to be a satisfied pig. Uh, there was a podcast episode that I recently made. Episode 135, I talk about the golden mean proposed by Aristotle thousands of years ago. Now, understanding that podcast content, which is contained in that episode, and then compounding it on this episode, hey, you're going to be able to get the best of both worlds because when you understand the golden mean, you're going to be able to identify the extreme fringe ideology that you know a frustrated philosopher can grapple with and then also the fringe extreme characteristics of a satisfied pig and more than likely hey you can find a, a, a place right in the middle and guess what that spot is called you guessed it the golden mean oh yeah that sweet spot just like Goldilocks not too hot not too cold just right while being that happy pig, you know, content with what you have, that's all good, great, and grand. But as a human being, you know, we have intellectual curiosity. We have duties, responsibilities. We, ha we need to go and grapple with some personal growth, fulfillment. We need to contribute to society and, hey, also acknowledge the shoulders of the giants that we stand on rather than you know shitting on the shoulders of those giants we need to be able to look further beyond the horizon we need to be able to see over the horizon that they weren't were unable to look over now throughout our lives we need to seek meaning and purpose we need to have not only short-term fulfillment, but hey, we need to be able to delay gratification and experience some of that long-term fulfillment. Once again, I'm not trying to say one way is better or the other. I have my own personal preferences. My biases are going to be persuading me to lean towards a frustrated philosopher. 
but it's important to note that there is no universally correct choice between the two options. What matters most is that individuals find their own path to fulfillment, whether through the contentment of a satisfied pig or the pursuit of knowledge and understanding as a frustrated philosopher. Now, people have diverse interests and motivations, and embracing one's authentic self is essential in leading a meaningful and satisfying life. Everything that I just mentioned, it reminds me of a story that Frederick Douglass wrote in his autobiography. If you want to listen and learn about Frederick Douglass and the impact that that man had, you can go to my podcast catalog and episode 172, I talk about his book. Now, within that book, Frederick Douglass recalled a story on an argument that his slave master had with the slave master wife. Now, the slave master, he did not want the slaves to learn how to read. And when the slave master was away, the, the kind slave master's wife, well, she was sneakily teaching Frederick Douglass how to read. And then all of a sudden, unexpectedly, the slave master came in and he was like, hey, what the hell's going on here? And then both Frederick Douglass and the wife there were like, uh-oh. So that is when an argument ensued with the slave master and the slave master's wife. And Frederick Douglass was just overhearing the argument. And he recalls he recalls a sentiment expressed by the slave master saying that if you teach him how to read, then it's not going to do anything except make him upset. It's only going to corrupt him. He's going to become mad and he's going to become it's going to do more harm than good and that resonated with frederick Douglass because he was like hey why how come he doesn't want me to read so much why how come he doesn't want want to teach me how, how to how to learn and that sent him on a journey and it set a a fire within him where he was like you know what? if this slave master doesn't want me to learn how to read then that is going to be my one single thing that i am determined to do and ultimately frederick Douglass he taught himself how to read and sheesh the stuff that he learned that he empowered himself with well he turned into frederick Douglass that we all have come to know and love today and let us explore and discover why the slave masters did not want their slaves to learn how to read because I feel that it is applicable to this podcast content that I'm creating right now, The Satisfied Pig and the Frustrated Philosopher. Now, slave masters, they often forbade their slaves from learning how to read for several interconnected reasons. Number one is going to be maintaining control. Education and literacy empower individuals with knowledge and critical thinking skills. Slave masters feared that educated slaves would become aware of their rights, question the unjust system of slavery, and potentially rebel against their oppressors. And you know what? That is exactly what it did. 
Number two was going to be preserving the system of slavery. Illiteracy ensured that slaves remained dependent on their masters for information and guidance. Educated slaves might seek freedom, educate others about their rights, and challenge the institution of slavery which threatened the economic and social structure on which the system relied. There was a story that I recently learned about Harriet Tubman where uh, it was one of the slaves and their slave master had passed away. But in the slave master's will, he wrote that, hey, at the age of 45, my slaves, they have all earned their, their freedom. And he wrote that down in the will. Now, because the illiterate slave didn't know how to read, didn't know how to write, they couldn't find or locate the documents that granted them their freedom and therefore they remained slaves now for the slave who remained illiterate due to the oppressive nature of the tyrannical slave master censoring abolition abolitionist literature by Preventing slaves from learning to read, slave masters could control the information they had access to. They could prevent them from reading abolitionist literature and other materials that might inspire thoughts of liberation. Continuing down that path, maintaining a psychological hierarchy was why another reason why slave masters kept their slaves illiterate. Now, illiteracy reinforced the notion of white superiority over black inferiority. The belief that slaves were intellectually inferior was used to justify their subjugation and oppression. Fear of uprising. Slave masters were concerned that educated slaves might organize rebellions or escape attempts more effectively as they would possess better communication or strategic skills. Cultural suppression. By denying slaves the ability to read, slave masters aimed to erase their cultural identity and heritage, making them easier to control and assimilate into a new way of life. Last but not least, economic exploitation. Slaves were often used for labor-intensive tasks. Ensuring they remained uneducated limited their opportunities to escape the cycle of forced labor and improved economic profitability of owning slaves. Yep, there wasn't too many slaves doing office work in in buildings. Nah, they were out in the fields doing the, all the grunt work. Now, the denial of education and literacy to slaves was a deliberate and systematic means of maintaining control and perpetuating the institution of slavery. Despite these oppressive efforts, many enslaved individuals still found ways to learn and educate themselves clandestinely, showcasing their resilience and determination to rise above their circumstances. Now, the relationship between the denial of education to slaves and the concept of becoming a frustrated philosopher and a happy pig lies in the broader context of human experiences and freedoms. Now, hey, let's explore this connection. Number one, the frustrated philosopher. Denying education to slaves reflects a historical example of restricting individuals from pursuing knowledge and philosophical exploration. The frustration experienced by educated slaves who desire to learn and understand more mirrors the challenges faced by philosophers in their pursuit of deeper understanding and meaningful answers to complex questions. 
Once again, going back to the book written by Frederick Douglass, there was a point in his story that he wrote and he reflected on what his master had said. And it was in the, the realm of, hey, learning how to read and gaining knowledge that is only going to upset and frustrate this or a, a slave and it's going to leave him angry and embittered. And that's exactly what happened to Frederick Douglass because... Prior to that, Frederick Douglass did not know about freedom. He did not know that the injustices perpetuated by the whites over the blacks. He thought that that was just a way of life until he learned how to read. And he started to read material that was contrary to how he was uh, you know, br brought up or manipulated to believe. And because he gained new insight and new knowledge and he reflected that on his life he was upset he he became the frustrated philosopher and he even goes on to say that when he realized that what he didn't have was freedom he admired the ignorant slaves that didn't know how to learn that didn't have those thoughts of freedom bouncing around in their minds all day because Hey, once you know, you know your consciousness, it does not expand. Or, sorry, your consciousness does not shrink. You can't unlearn something. Unfortunately, that little ray gun from the men in black that, that is used to zap people's memories, you know, that is just something that doesn't exist. Now, on the other hand, the happy pig... The denial of education and literacy contributed to keeping slaves in a state of ignorance akin to the contentment experienced by a satisfied pig. Like the pig, the lack of education and exposure to broader knowledge might have made slaves more accepting of their circumstances, focusing on simple pleasures and immediate experiences. Now I'm going to bring up another one of my favorite slaves, and that is a weird statement, right? Hey, my favorite slaves, Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass, and Harriet Tubman. Without them, the world would be a much different place for the worse. Now, up from slavery, I believe it was episode 32 in my podcast catalog. I cover Booker T. Washington's book, as his beautiful book. Booker T. Washington tells of a story where there was some white man who was reading some some documents, words that were way above the intellectual understanding of an a illiterate slave boy. And it turns out that that white man who was dressed in that uniform, he was reading the Emancipation Proclamation, which was freeing and liberating all of the slaves. Now, Booker T. Washington goes on to write that for a moment, you know, they were all celebrating. They were happy. There were tears of joy. But then, hey, not too far after, they all got worried. They, were, they all became scared. And he reflects on that. And he came to the understanding that, hey, f with freedom, that, that comes with responsibility. Now, the happy pig, which is going to be the slave that wants to be enslaved. And you know what? There was a lot of slaves. They wanted to keep the status quo because freedom, that was too heavy for them. You're going to have to learn how to provide. You're going to have to learn how to take care of yourself. You're going to have to do all of these things that your slave master was doing for you. Your slave master 
while while you you didn't have your freedom, he was providing for you your house. Uh, he was providing for you food. He was pro- providing for you a job. And all you had to do was just not get in trouble. And you had a place to sleep. You had a place to eat. You had a community of other like-minded individuals. Sure, yeah, you were all, you know, slaves. But some of them, they were happy slaves. They even fostered relationships positive relationships with their slave masters. And hey, you know what? Don't take my word for it. Go ahead and Google that mind-boggling perspective. Now, with the the newly found responsibility of freedom on your lap, hey, that's going to be a heavy lift. Like I said, it's all up to you now. Now, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a free person with all of the, the trappings and all of the heaviness and all of the responsibility that comes along with being free? Or do you want to be the happy pig, which is akin to remaining enslaved, having everything provided for you? Sure, you might get your ass whooped and, you know, every now and then if you if your slave master is having a bad day, but... You know, you might be able to kiss enough ass and get on your slave master's good side to where he's not, uh, you know, separating you from your family and he's not violating you and your kids in any other way. You, you might find that better. But for the people such as Frederick Douglass, who chose the path of knowledge, curiosity, understanding, meaning, searching the philosophical landscape for for questions. Well, because he did that, he became frustrated. He became frustrated with this situation because he learned that he was a slave and he learned that that was wrong. Harriet Tubman in her book, she says that she freed a thousand slaves and she would have freed a thousand more If they would have realized that they were slaves. Continuing down that path, some slaves, despite the restrictions on education, managed to educate themselves through hidden means. This determination to gain knowledge and seek freedom showcases a parallel to the struggles of philosophers who persistently pursue knowledge despite the challenges and frustrations it may entail. Now, in summary of this aspect, the historical denial of education to slaves can be seen as a broader representation of the human experience, where some individuals face restrictions and frustrations in their pursuit of knowledge and understanding, while others may find contentment in simpler pleasures. The concept of frustrated philosophers and happy pigs highlights the diverse ways individuals may approach life, embracing different paths to fulfillment, meaning, and self-discovery. Just as there are some people who want to be a frustrated philosopher over a satisfied pig, there were people, historical figures, the goats, such as Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, and Booker T. Washington, they were not satisfied being the happy pig. And you know what? Thank God that they were not because they were able to uplift and change the status quo by deepening their knowledge, not settling for the status quo, 
and overall, man, being courageous, where the happy pig, they were just chilling. They were just happy being slaves. They were happy because they got food and shelter and water, and that's all they needed. Thank God for the frustrated philosophers out there who are out there, you know, doing doing the Lord's work. One last little comparison. I, I'm going to compare it to the Matrix movie starring Keanu Reeves. Now, the, the movie The Matrix explores several philosophical themes that can be re- related to the concept of the frustrated philosopher and the happy pig in various ways. Now, here's how it relates to the frustrated philosopher. In The Matrix, the character of Morpheus embodies the role of the frustrated philosopher. He seeks knowledge about the true nature of reality and the oppressive system that humans are unknowingly trapped in. Morpheus is driven by a desire to understand the deeper truths of the world and to liberate others from the illusion they are living in. Now here's how it pertains to the happy pig. The majority of humanity in the Matrix lives in a simulated reality, unknowingly trapped in a state of blissful ignorance uh, to the concept of a happy pig. They experience contentment in the illusion created for them, remaining unaware of the deeper realities beyond their immediate experiences. Now this applies to choice and awareness. The central theme of the Matrix movie revolves around the choices individuals make when faced with the truth. Neo, the protagonist, is presented with the choice of embracing the uncomfortable truth of the real world where he becomes a frustrated philosopher or returning to the illusionary comfort of the Matrix akin to a happy pig. Now continuing down that path, The movie dives into existential questions about reality, freedom, and the nature of existence. It raises philosophical inquiries about the nature of consciousness and what it means to be truly alive and aware. Now, remember that red pill and the blue pill? Ooh, yeah, that famous scene where Morpheus offers Neo the choice between the red pill and the blue pill. This embodies the philosophical dilemma of seeking truth and knowledge. That was the red pill. Or accepting ignorance and conformity. That was the blue pill. Now overall, the Matrix highlights the tensions between the pursuit of knowledge and self-discovery, which is akin to the frustrated philosopher, and the allure of simple, content existence. And that's the happy pig. The movie serves as a metaphorical exploration of philosophical concepts and human experiences, inviting viewers to reflect on their own choices, beliefs, and perceptions of reality. There was another great scene in the movie where, I I forget the character's name, but he was a short, white, bald-headed guy. He had on glasses, and he's having a conversation with one of the agents in some fancy diner. And there they are, they're dining, he's cutting up his steak, and he's like, you know what, I know that as I cut up this piece of steak and I put it into my mouth, I'm not really eating it. The computer program is sending code to his brain to make him feel good despite the reality of his body being in a pod. Now he was aware of that. And that guy chose to be the happy pig because he was going to start snitching on Neo. And he, he was going to be doing some backstabbing 
uh, I don't know, some type of actions and behaviors to thwart off Neo because he didn't want Neo to wake everybody up and realize that they're just batteries in a pod. Nah, he wanted the status quo. He wanted to have his computer programming providing him with everything that his little heart can desire. And he wanted to essentially remain a slave. He didn't want to take on the burden of responsibility. And that is essentially what that overall philosophical expression is about. Do you want to remain a slave? Or do you want to take on the burdens of freedom? I'm going to end this podcast with a motto, a quote said by your old girl Harriet Tubman. Now she said, uh, give me liberty or give me death. And you know what? She even carried a little pistol on her for those trying to come and take her liberty away from her. Alrighty, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to give me a like, a subscribe, give me a follow, give me, give me, give me. And in return, I'm going to continue to give you awesome podcast content. Don't forget to be a frustrated philosopher with a little sprinkling of a happy pig every now and then. But hey, don't forget, we got work to do. And until then, it's onward. Always onward.